Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. I cannot believe that we are close to the end of 2020. What a roller coaster ride it has been. Today on our program, we're going to be talking about a topic that is of great concern, of great importance to the worldwide community, but in particular to the worldwide Taekwondo community, and that is the postponement of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics and whether or not the Olympics will occur as planned in 2021 in the summer in Tokyo, Japan. Thank you again for nominating us for the best of Long Island, the best podcast of Long Island. Thank you for your support over our year and a half of doing these programs. Be sure to like and subscribe us everywhere that podcasts are heard and look for our developing channel on YouTube under Taekwondo Life Magazine. Thank you and enjoy the program. At the start of the year 2020, so many of us were filled with hope and promise of what the year would bring. January 2020, like every year, like every January, we were offered the opportunity to reset, reset our minds, reset our goals, reset our lives, reset our expectations, and look forward to the promise of a new year. For athletes all over the world, for Taekwondo athletes in the United States and throughout the globe, 2020 marked a year of great excitement. It is an Olympic year, a year that comes along just every once, every four. In 2020, we saw the hope of exciting summer games in Tokyo, Japan. Our Taekwondo athletes, like Olympic athletes, train our entire lives for the possibility of earning those Olympic, those much coveted Olympic spots so that they can compete and represent their selves, their dojangs, their states, and the U.S. of A. or their relative countries. In a forum of international competition that dates back to ancient Greece, but in more modern times, dates back to the last decade of the 19th century. We talked in this program how 1993 marked the historic World Taekwondo Championships, the 11th one, organized by the Park Brothers, taking place at Madison Square Garden and leading the path for the 1994 IOC International Olympic Committee's decision to recognize Taekwondo as a full medal sport in the summer, summer Games. Since and actually before that time, as the world got ready for Taekwondo to become an Olympic sport, our athletes have focused on this as the jewel in the golden crown 
of Taekwondo performance. Athletes like Herb Perez, who are far and few between, Olympic gold medal winner for the U.S. So there was much excitement as we entered 2020 for the, the coming Olympics and for many other things. But as we've talked about, as many of you know, as all of you know, the world dramatically changed in the first quarter of 2020 with the onset of the coronavirus, a world pandemic of which we are still in the grips when recording this episode all the way at the end of that same year. In and about March, there was a lot of indecision, not only as it related to the Olympics, but as it related to the tournaments and the practice of Taekwondo. Would tournaments occur with restrictions? What would those restrictions be? What would be necessary to ensure the safety of athletes and coaches and spectators? But as time rolled on, as we rolled deeply into the second quarter and the first wave of the coronavirus pandemic took hold of the world, it became very, very clear that all of these activities would come to a halt. The Kukiwan in Korea closed. World Taekwondo shut down. Taekwondo 1 closed its doors. Tournaments everywhere began to be canceled, not only in the United States, but throughout the world. And it became very clear that not only would it be impractical and impossibly unsafe to hold the Olympics in Tokyo, Japan, in the summer of 2020, but that even if there was a decision made to hold the Olympics there, it is in all likelihood that there would be no athletes to attend. Worldwide travel restrictions, worldwide travel bans, country and state lockdowns made it an impossibility. For those of us of any age, it is unlike anything that we have seen in our modern lifetime. While there have been pandemics every 10 to 20 years throughout the world, and 50 years ago, there was an influenza pandemic that was quite severe. The last time that the world really faced this type of disruption due to medical conditions was the 1918 Spanish flu, which seriously altered the way that people lived and decimated certain portions of the worldwide population. It's almost hard to believe that a hundred years later, with all the advances in our world, the advances in our comfort, the advances in our technology, um, the advances in our medicine, that essentially nothing has changed in a hundred years. While we may be riding electric cars, while we may be walking around with cell phones and connected to the internet and able to check out our, our family and friends across the world without leaving the comfort of our home, from a medical standpoint, we're in no different position than we were in 1918 when a worldwide pandemic gripped the world. So now we are faced with hope and promise. In the last week from the recording of this show, Pfizer and Moderna have talked about the release, the potential release in the coming month and the coming months of a highly effective touted to be highly safe sets of vaccines 
to address the coronavirus. More companies around the world are working on the same issue. And simultaneously, there are numbers of new treatments and drugs that are being released on the market to help people deal with the impact and the consequences of this dreaded pandemic. So the question now becomes, as we are now seven months away, eight months away from the now postponed 2020 Tokyo Games taking place in 2021, I've often asked myself, are they the 2021 games now or are they the 2020 games taking place in 2021? I guess we'll, we'll find out, but probably easier for me to just refer to them as the Tokyo Olympics. Will those Olympics occur? Will they be further postponed? If, in fact, we are not able to come out of this pandemic reasonably, will they be canceled for good? And the next time that we will have Olympics will be the 2024 Olympics in a new venue. Well, we'll talk about those issues. Let's back it up a little bit and talk about Tokyo and the Olympics. So Olympic preparations, the coveted, highly sought after requests to have both the summer and the winter Olympics held in regions around the world is something that countries bid on well in advance. As I said, the Olympics occur every four years and the announcements are made, the decisions are made, and the preparation is made well in advance. Following the Summer Games of 2012, as of 2013 approached, the International Olympic Committee made the decision from its final selection that the 2020 Games, almost eight years after the announcement, would be held in Tokyo, Japan. It's an interesting choice. It's an exciting choice. It's a historic choice. Japan, a place that had once been banned from the Olympics as a result of its participation with the Axis powers and its alignment with the Axis powers in World War II, would now be the host of the Olympic Games. Japan, the home country, the host country, would have the opportunity to exhibit its martial art, karate, as part of the Olympic celebration. The Japanese people, the Japanese culture, the Japanese government, as many countries have done in the past, as Greece did when they were the host of the Summer Olympics, got behind this announcement and this excitement and geared up from a financial standpoint, from a construction standpoint, from a publicity standpoint, to prepare themselves for the 2020 Games. So while everyone understood this announcement in 2020, it certainly was with great sadness, great fear, great disappointment, and great potential economic impact. There is tremendous amount of money that goes into the requisite infrastructure to build the stadiums, the roads, to make sure that the airports are able to sustain the volume of people that come to a host country for the Olympics. As someone who watched very closely the media in Greece 
when the Olympics came. It was feared that the Olympics in that year may have been postponed, not by coronavirus, but by a failure of the country to have the funds, the resources, and the time management to complete the necessary restructuring of the airports and the roads and the necessary venues in order to get it done. But as often happens in, in, in the midnight hour, heroic individuals, heroic companies, generous benefactors led to that work being finished and a very, very historic Games in Athens. Tokyo was on track and on site to have exactly the same experience in July and August of 2020. So what does the current situation mean and what is the historical relevance of the postponement of the Games? Well, let's let's take a little bit of a look at the Olympics. And one of the questions that I asked myself in July of 2020 is, I wonder how many times this has happened in the past. I wonder how many times since the start of the modern Olympics in 1896 has the Olympics been canceled or postponed. I know there have been interesting events and tragedies and things of that nature, but this must have happened before, right? This must not be the only time that the Olympics was postponed. I mean, the world is interconnected. Well, you'd be shocked to find out how few times, or at least I was shocked to find out, that it's only happened three times. Only three times in the last century has the Olympic Games been postponed. The International Olympic Committee views itself as an entity unto itself. It prides itself or it considers itself to be an apolitical entity, an entity without political agenda, an entity without particular country affiliation. The Olympic Games are supposed to be very much like the UN, a forum where countries can in peace and brotherhood and unity get together and as athletes, while there may be healthy competition, that competition is based upon positive principles, principles of success, where we have a battlefield where there is no violence, where there are no weapons, where there is no death, and where there is no shame. There is only the pride of having done your best, represented your country, and attempted to demonstrate the hard work that you've put in over the course of your life. So since 1896, my research discovered that there were three times that the Olympics was canceled. The first time during World War I. So in 1916, the Olympics was scheduled, the Summer Olympics was scheduled to be to take place in Prussia. As students of history know, World War I broke out, or as it was called then, right, the Great War. They didn't know there was going to be a World War II. It was great. The Great War took place in 1914, began in 1914. And as the entire world became embroiled in a, in a war, in a battle that they had never seen, it became completely impractical and unlikely that a worldwide sporting event would occur, certainly in the heart of the place where war had generated. So the 1916 Olympics were the first of three to be scrapped. Now, in the next 100 years, from 1916 to 2020, the Olympics was only canceled two other times. And those two other times both occurred during World War II. They occurred 80 years 
ago was basically the last time. In the last 80 years, the Olympics has never been canceled. So the other two times were during World War II. In 1936, Germany was prepared to host the Olympics. To give, to give you a sense as to the Olympic International Olympic Committee's perspective on how it tries to be apolitical uh, is an interesting example, which is in 1936, Germany was due to host the Olympics. The last time they had been due to host the Olympics was the 1916 that had been canceled. But now it was a new world. And despite the fact that the Nazis were in control of Germany, and despite the fact that the Olympics were due to be hosted in a country that bore the Nazi flag, the Olympics were prepared to go on. In the United States, Jewish groups, Catholic groups, called on the IOC, the Olympic Committee, to boycott the Games. But the Olympic Committee president refused. He refused to cancel the Games, even under those conditions. So the 1936 Berlin Games were allowed to go on. And for those who believe in fate and kismet and, and destiny, they happened to be the Olympics where Jesse Owens embarrassed Adolf Hitler by taking home four gold medals showing his superiority as an athlete and transcended the racism, the hate, and the ignorance of the Nazi regime. So in 1936, the Olympics occurred. However, in 1940, the Olympics were scheduled to be in Japan, similar to 1920. However, the outbreak of World War II, Japan forfeited its rights to host the Olympics as part of, of its attack on, on China. The Olympic Committee scrambled. They were going to move the Olympic Games to Finland and, believe it or not, Germany. But in 1939, when Adolf Hitler invaded Poland, it became no longer practical, no longer practical, no longer sensible for the International Olympic Committee to move forward with the 1940 Games. So interesting note that Japan had its 1940 Olympics canceled and 80 years later, its 2020 Olympics postponed. Four years later, as I said, we the Olympic venues are chosen so far in advance that even though 1940 was canceled, 1944 had already been chosen as the spot. Uh, London had been chosen as the spot of the 1944 Summer Olympics. However, due to the bombings, due to the attacks, due to the blitzkriegs of World War II, it became completely impossible. Plus, the world was in the grips of World War II. It became completely impossible for London or anywhere else, really, to host the 1944 Olympics. And for the third time and final time, the Olympics was canceled. Hopefully the last time the Olympics were canceled. 1948, post-war, London did in fact get the opportunity to host those Olympics as a celebration of the post-war world. I think that Olympics had particular relevance to the world, particular relevance to the free world, particular relevance to the post-war world. As I indicated, Japan and Germany were banned from participating in those. The world would not have, the other athletes of the world would not have participated had they been given the opportunity to participate. So they were banned. However, the Olympics did go on. Now, there were other times that there was drama and crisis in the Olympics. However, it didn't lead to postponement. There's a very good article by Dave Roos called 
when world events disrupted the Olympics, which came out in March after the Olympics was canceled. It's a great article. If you have an opportunity to read it, we'll link it in the bio. But he talks about the fact that when the 1968 Summer Games were due to be hosted in Mexico City, 10 days before the Olympics were due to take place, there was a serious violence and massacre that took place in Mexico. While it was of great concern, it did not postpone the Olympic Games. The Olympic Games, to some degree, forge forward to the extent that they can. 1960 Olympics taking place in South Africa had much of the world protesting, much of the world boycotting the Olympics due to the South African apartheid, which would crumble before the turn of that century. However, the Olympics themselves took place. 1972 in Munich, Germany. So many are familiar from being alive, from the films that have been made, from the documentaries and the movies that have been made about the Palestinian attack on the Israeli compound and the death and slaughter of Israeli athletes and the holding of nine hostages during the 1972 Olympics. And while the the Olympics did have a two-day extension and a two-day suspension, the Olympics did go on. Most recently, 1996 in Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States, in an exciting time, there was a bomb explosion at Centennial Olympic Park in which two people died. This tragic event, this horrific event, has been the subject of controversy, the subject of um, investigations. Most recently, an award-winning film by Clint Eastwood was made discussing this film and one of the central characters that had been falsely accused of being involved in, in the bombing. But despite that tragedy, despite that madness, the Olympics continued. So fast forward to 2020, the Olympics is postponed for the reasons that we've discussed. So what is the promise that 2021 will offer us? Olympic Games will offer our Taekwondo athletes the opportunity to proceed. I think, my personal opinion, nobody knows, is that it's very hopeful. This week, IOC President Thomas Bach was in Japan. Numbers of press conferences were held. Social distancing, of course. Wearing masks. President Thomas Bach, who's been leading the charge towards Tokyo on behalf of the IOC, met with Japanese Prime Minister Suga, their first meeting, their first historic meeting. They spent some time touring the facilities, allowing the press to see these completed facilities. Unlike so many of the other Olympics, the Japanese do have the luxury of having an additional amount of time with which to prepare and fine-tune the accommodations, the facilities, and the infrastructure because they have the additional one year. Part and parcel of this tour was to bring assurance and comfort to the athletes, the spectators, the people of Japan, the people of the world, that every possible measure is being taken to ensure everyone's safety, the safety of the athletes, the safety of the potential spectators in the 2020 Olympics. Is there the possibility that spectators will be limited due to social distancing or perhaps not at all? Yes, there is that possibility. But I don't expect that that will be necessary or that will be the case. One of the things that has occurred even now as we are in the midst of the second waves is that the airline industry is beginning to rebound. One of the reasons that they are beginning to rebound is that they are taking extraordinary precautions to ensure safe travel, social distancing, 
planes being retrofitted for the first time in history. It used to be common for people to say, you you know, if you don't have a cold, that when you go on a plane, you're going to catch a cold. Well, that is essentially, for all intents and purposes, a thing of the past. The planes have been retrofitted with air filters and air cleaners. The planes are all being disinfected in between flights. People are social distanced and wearing masks. So worldwide travel appears to be in the process of resuming. The conditions, the Japanese country, the Japanese culture takes the conditions of the coronavirus very seriously. Mask mandates, social distancing mandates, uh, necessary precautions, temperature checks, things of that nature all seem to, to be in, uh, in place. But more significantly are the issues that we've discussed, which is that it is now the third week of November before Thanksgiving, and we have on the horizon two to three vaccines, which at least in the United States and probably in places in, in Europe and around the world, I know that China is in the process of developing one as well, will have emergency approval for the release of a hopefully highly safe and highly effective coronavirus vaccine within the next 30 days and the distribution of that in the first quarter of 2021. So that being said, without any unforeseen circumstances, there is a likelihood, a great likelihood, that the 2020 Olympics will take place as rescheduled in 2021. Will the format be slightly different? Will we see the Olympic athletes marching in and face masks bearing their country's flag as opposed to seeing their beautiful faces? That is perhaps the case, but that is the world we live in now. Of greater consideration and greater concern to me, I shouldn't say greater, but of consideration and concern to me is the fact that as I know in the Taekwondo community, and I'm sure this is true of other areas, for the last seven or eight months, those high-level sparring competitors have not been able to hone their skills, have not been able to comfortably engage with other athletes in the spirit of state, local, and national competition, even international competition, that normally leads up to the doorway, the gateway, and the start of the Olympics. My greater concern is that, yes, while people will be healthy and people will be safe, how much time will it be before our athletes will be able to start getting into the, the dojang comfortably to train closely for sparring competition for the Olympics. And then once they are able to get there, how much practice, how much timing, how much conditioning will they get in in anticipation of this historic event? Truly historic event because, as I have to agree, and he's, I, I believe he's shown great leadership, IOC President Thomas Bach talked about the 2020, now 2021 Olympics, as a symbol of the recovery and the post-corona pandemic world, that the games could actually be the shot in the emotional arm that the world needs to bring it together, to help it to rejoice, to help it to focus on the importance of things in our lives and the things that we need, family and paternity and kinship and love and the spirit of healthy competition and not war. So while these considerations occur, while I know that this is on the mind of every athlete, I do know that as soon as is humanly practical, the sparring athletes that I know, sparring athletes like nationally ranked Anna Zalotic or Jillian Haxton or any of the other, Paige McPherson, of course, I know that 
as soon as they are able, they will be spending every free minute engaging in training, engaging in conditioning, engaging in getting ready to represent the United States as their competitors, as their opponents will be for Taekwondo Olympic sparring competition in the summer of 2021 in Tokyo, Japan. I hope this episode finds you well. I hope you learned a little bit about the history of the Olympics. Please be sure to like and subscribe us. Please be sure to let us know what is of interest to you, what programs, what topics you would be interested in in hearing about, whether it be about sparring, pumse, self-defense, movies, entertainment, conditioning, health, nutrition. I'm interested in talking to anybody who has a love and appreciation for the martial arts and Taekwondo and anybody whose information and whose knowledge will be beneficial to our worldwide Taekwondo audience. This is Mark Sirianis wishing you a wonderful rest of 2020 and offering you hope and optimism for the future and the promise that 2021 will bring. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.